Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Was tempted with every temptation, every sin, every... So he understands our weaknesses. He understands where we fall short. He understands our insecurities because he was tempted by all of it. There's nothing that we experience as human beings that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our high priest, does not understand because he experienced it for himself. So we can... We can, we can approach God through him. Um, we can approach the throne room of grace. We can go to God and obtain mercy in our times of need through Jesus Christ. Everything is through Jesus Christ. Um, here's the meat of what I wanna say. Psalms 46, which is one of my favorite Psalms, tells us that God is our strength and our refuge. He is our might. He is our strength, he is, he is our power, and he is our refuge, meaning he's our shelter. He's the place that we can run to. He is our shelter from, from danger. I love this where it says uh, that he, in, in, in 40, uh, Psalms 46 says that he is a very present help in a time of trouble, a very present help in a time of trouble. And that word very means muchness. And then present means he's attainable, he's reachable, he's accessible. Unlike a priest that you have to wait until he puts on his robe and comes into the cathedral to sit with you in the little closet (laughs) thing, God is ever, he's omnipotent omnipresent and omniscient. He is all-knowing, he's all-powerful, and he is ever-present. He is never not available to us in times of trouble. And so when we pray, we can pray with that confidence, knowing that we have a God, a Father, not just God, but he is our Father that is always available to us. And as a result, we don't have to fear. Psalms 46 tells us that because he is our refuge and our strength, our might, our protection, our defense, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be frightened, it says, of the mountains uh, that give away. In other words, we don't have to be afraid because the earth is changing, because the world is changing. A dear friend of mine, some of you may or may not know him, his name is Brian Duncan. He's a contemporary Christian artist, old school, been around forever, a dear brother of mine. He wrote a song once that says, if there's one thing you can count on, if there's one thing you can know for sure, things are going to change. And we are seeing the world change in such a way that we have never witnessed before. Good morning to my sister, Robin. Um, who just joined us. Um, Things are changing, but we don't, Psalms 46 goes, hey, if the mountain falls into the sea, if, if 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 the earth begins to melt, we, as the children of the Most High God, do not have to be afraid of the changes that we're seeing. Because, why? Because God is our strength 
and he is our shelter. He is the place that we can run, we can run to. It says that he is, I love it, it says that he is uh, um, the place where we can hunker down. We can, we can hunker down. To hunker down, and I heard somebody else use that phrase in this, in this meeting a couple of weeks, hunker down. I felt like God is saying we should hunker down. Hunker down means is to get in a place of safety and get content because you're going to be there a while. Surround yourself with things that comfort you in this place and be prepared to stay there. Because Psalms 46 goes on to tell us to be still and know that he is God. So even though the world is changing and things are happening, we can hunker down and we can be content and safe in God. And here's the thing, be still means to quit striving, to cease from striving. It actually, if you, if you knock it all the way back to its root of that word, cease, be still, cease, stop. It means, get ready, you'll love this. It means to sink, to relax. Ah, I love that. How many of you at the end of the day, you run yourself a nice bubble bath and you get in that water and you just sink in and everything of that day just falls off you. Or you've been at work and you've been on your feet and you get home and you take off your shoes and you get into your favorite chair or your sofa and you sink into it or to your bed at night at the end of a long day. God is saying, stop striving, sink into me, relax. And here's the other word that it means, other definition of be still. It means wait. Let go and wait. Because here's what we know for sure. If everything is going to change, that means everything is going to change. What we see now is going to change. Today is somebody's good old days. So I thought about that last night. I was thinking about the, the good old days when I used to be able to go out on a, on a Friday night or a Saturday night and go do some Detroit ballroom dancing or some salsa dancing. And I was feeling nostalgic and I was like, man, those were the good old days. But right now can be the good old days. We can, we can literally look at this time in our personal history, 10 years from now, 20 years ago, and go, you know what? I remember Saturday mornings, man. Every Saturday morning, I got on with, with my brothers and sisters at KHOW, and we just worshiped God and learned and went deeper. And we, we together, corporately, we synced into God. We relaxed into him. We hunkered down together in God. We relaxed, we let go, and we waited because we knew things were going to change. Amen? And then finally, what I will say, he says, know that I am God. Know that he, know that he knows. <laughs> know that he knows. He knows. He's aware of everything that we are going through. Everything that we're challenged with God is not, um, is not missing in action. He is very present. He is much present in this time. And last thing I'll say about that. Ah. 
It says that the bottom of, I think it's verse 11 of Psalms 46 says that the Lord is, he is the Lord of hosts, meaning he leads an army of angels in the earth. He leads them to protect us, to guide us, to be the helping hands for us. That's why I think it's in First Thessalonians, it tells us that we should entertain strangers, be hospitable to strangers because we might be entertaining angels. And our God, our Father is the commander in chief of those angels. He, through those angels, has provided a stronghold for us. That stronghold means he has provided a secure height for us where we have been elevated with him that we can look down, we can have God's vantage point into everything that is happening in the earth right now. We can see with his eyes, with his vision, what is actually happening. And he is definitely exposing things. So if this secure height, this stronghold, this secure height with God, it, it ensures that we are in it, but we're not of it. We are in it, but we are not of it. So do not be afraid of the changes that we are seeing. And if you find yourself struggling, if you, fi if you, if you find yourself uh, weakening, if you find yourself being tempted to go back or go sideways, whatever you are struggling with, if you are struggling, or if you're here to pray today for someone you know who is struggling, please know that everything will change. Good morning, Diane. Good morning to Kim. Everything will change, will ultimately change, and we don't have to be afraid of that change. Amen. We can pray in confidence. We can pray today in confidence, knowing that everything is going to change, that we have a secure place in the heavenlies with God. We are secure in him. He knows all, he sees all, and he does all. Amen. Just wave at me. Hallelujah. All righty. So we're going, <laughs> good morning, everybody. Um, we're going to pray this morning. Um, I would like to close the prayer today. Um, but I would like uh, at least three people to start us with praying. And then the floor will be open. Those of you who pray with us on Sunday mornings know that once we began, often the Holy Spirit just takes us. And, uh, but I'd like to start us with three designated people to pray, and I will close us out. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on a couple of people and get ready because you may not know who I'm going. I'm not going to call on the usual suspects. I'm going to ask Miss Joyce if you would pray. I'm going to ask, good morning, Whitney. I'm going to ask Miss Jewel if you will pray. And I'm going to ask DG if you will pray. And good morning to Julie. Okay, Miss Joyce. Let's bow our heads, everyone, and humble our hearts. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning, Lord, 
just thanking you for all that you're doing for us right now, Lord. Yes, God. We are just so grateful and we're just so humbled that you are here with us right now, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you give, forgive us right now, Lord, for any sins we may have committed against your word in thought, action, or deed. Give us a clean heart and renew a right spirit in each of us. Yes. Lord, there's so much going on right now, but we will not be afraid. Ah, hallelujah. We will know and trust in you, Lord. As you say in your word, be still and know that I am God. Yes. And we will hold on to that, Lord, because we know you are the great I am. Yes. We love you. We will trust you. We will have faith in you, no matter what happens, because we know you are in control. Yes, yes. You are with us, no matter what, day and night. I'm asking for prayer for this fellowship, Lord, to can continue to lift up the leaders, the pastors, the ministers, all the members who are trying to do your will, Lord. Yes. Continue to keep us Keep us in your, in your loving care. Mm. We love you, Lord. Love you, God. And we will be careful to give you the praise. Yes. The honor and the glory. I pray for each family represented here and all that everyone is trying to go through, going through right now, Lord. Let them know that you are with them and will never leave them or forsake them. Special prayer on the world right now. Heal this land, Lord. Yes. We know that you will, and we will be grateful and continue to give you all the praise for all that you are doing right now in our lives and all you will be doing. We're looking forward to all the glorious blessings that are coming our way. Yes. I pray this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I would just like to thank you, Lord. Thank you for this morning, Lord. Thank you for waking us all up this morning. And Father God, forgive us if the first thing we didn't do was praise your name. Mm. Thank you for the breath that you breathed into each one of us this morning, Father God. And let us not take it for granted, as we so easily do. Father God, I ask that you bless anyone who is wounded in their heart this morning, God. Yes. Father God, I ask that you heal any pain and brokenness because we are able to sink into you, God. Yes. You are our strength, Father. You are our stronghold, Father God. So all we have to do is turn to you. Yes. And yet we get so caught up in finding a solution here when all we have to do is know that you are living mm. and breathing into us every moment, Father God. Allow us to remember to choose you every minute, Lord. Yes. Allow us to remember what we are here for, which is to praise your name, which oh, is to man. honor you, Father, which is to love you and share that love with those around us, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. Bless you, God. Bless Please just bless us and allow us to be blessings to those around us. Allow us to share your word and your love and your light 
daily with those that we come to contact with. Father God, as we enter our eighth month of separation from those that we love physically, let us not be apart in the spirit. Let us not be apart in the kingdom. Let us remember that we are unified as a family, your children, Father God. So I just thank you today. I thank you for everything that you've done. I thank you for everything that you are continuing to do in all of our lives so that we can become the people that you have designed us to be and allow us to continue to strive to see ourselves the way that you imagined, the way that you so meticulously created for us to be, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I pray this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for another day of life. I thank you that you safely brought each and every person in this group back to each other on another Saturday morning. I ask in a special way that you be with the Pastor Alex and Pastor Kai who are not with us today. Lord, you know the business you sent them on and we ask that you go besides them, behind them and before them to protect them and to be effective in doing what it is you've led them to do. I thank you for Pastor T. Faye, I thank you for her obedience. I thank you for her leadership in KHOW. I thank you in advance for all the ways you are creating provision for her and guiding her and blessing her in her area. I ask that you grant a supernatural blessing on her and everything that she touches so that it can further move the kingdom. Lord, I pray for each and every uh, person in KHOW. Lord, you know all the issues that we're all dealing with, you know, good and bad and ugly in, in a special way. Not, Lord, not only do I ask that you help us to each day to see a greater version of who we are through your eyes, but especially in a moment like this, I pray that you help us to see the provision that is already ours. You already knew well before COVID that we'd be here. And I, I, and I pray that none of us loses a moment of peace where you've already placed provision. So I ask that we live in the confidence that and no matter what issues we're dealing with now or no matter what issues we'll deal with coming out of it, that you've already thought it out. You've already sent the right person, the right opportunity, the right thing on the way. And that as long as we wait patiently and know that you've got it under control and that you have something better in mind that we have for ourselves, that we can live in that perfect peace now. So I pray for that in a special way. I pray for those who may be sick in the hospitals dealing with this issue, that you comfort them, that you heal them, that you be with their families who are also suffering and worrying at the same time. I ask that, uh, that, that your will be done in this, in this world as we're trying to make things done. Lord, help us in this season with all the unrest, guide us to know what our part is in moving things forward, not just in a spiritual sense, but in a practical sense so that we can be just as effective practically as we can be spiritually. Thank you in advance for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, the person who just reached out, would you un- go ahead and? It's me, Pastor T. It's Pastor Yo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know who that is. You didn't say, yeah, okay. I'm glad I still had your number. Amen. So um, I just want to share that while you were ministering and speaking, the, and I was listening, and the Holy Spirit was sharing with me that many of us, including me at one time, and still at times, we can say that um, we have faith, we have trust, 
and we've been told this many words and the way that pastor t gave it it was so beautiful to hunker down to get in that bathtub to get on that couch and to be surrounded and know and trust in our faith that he has us but at times it reminds me and the bible tells us to come to him as little children and it's hard for us when we're grown to be childlike because we dealt with life and we have to deal with life and we deal with it and we make decisions and we you know act and do things to how we see Yes, we consult God, and there's times that we consulted God and didn't listen, and there's times that we just didn't consult because we know to do. And then we're running into trouble. And it, I just, when she was speaking, I saw a little girl or a little boy in their bedroom at night, and they called on mommy and daddy because they saw a monster in the closet. And we know that. I mean, I've experienced that. And many times, it could be your situation that the parents said, oh, everything's fine. There's no monster. Go back to sleep. But you're still laying there in fear because you're facing this. And then there's many times that we didn't have a daddy in our lives to call on. And there's many times we had a mama, but she was so, that you know, trodden down from trying to provide for her children and things that she just said, go to sleep, or she didn't even hear us calling out. And so we then lay in fear all night long we don't have the comfort then there's those of us who had the comfort like okay our parents would allow this the, us to come and get in bed with them then we felt secure mm -hmm. so this is how when uh, you were sharing the word i saw god this is what i need you to do to know that you can run in my arms and i've got you and when you're hunkered down to know and don't let anything from your past and your past fears and uh, because I want you to become just like that little child you was in your bedroom. But I want you to know that I am there and to feel my very presence. We block God's very presence sometimes. So we just have to open ourselves and hear and just start crying out and praying when we're facing whatever we're facing. COVID, even what's going on in the nation, um, as we're praying for uh, uh, things to happen and when the changes come in our lives and what we have to face, that we do just sink down in him and truly know that he has us, even though right at that moment, what you're dealing with may not change, but you just keep standing, looking at it dead in his face, knowing that that monster in the closet is really not there. And that's what I was seeing as you was ministering. And I just wanted to share that this morning. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And, and thank you for that, Pastor Yolanda. Thank you so much for that because it's so in line with something that I did not say, which was this morning as I was just spending time preparing and just my, just my mind was to say to you, each and every one of you, and I wish I could look at each of you in your eyes and tell you this because I don't think you hear it we hear it enough. God loves you, Danielle. God loves you, DG. God loves you, Kim. Kevin, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin, Miss Joyce, God loves you. Farah, God loves Tiara, God, Malcolm, Janetta, Dia, God, Miss Lynette, and everyone else I can't see. God loves you. And that is the only thing that never changes. He is your father. He is our father and his love. No, there's no depth, no height, no width, nothing can ever 
change his love for us. And because he loves us, we can always go to him and he is ever present, very present. He, 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 he does not change. We, as, as Pastor Yolanda just said, we have to make the decision in the moment whether we are we trust that. Truly, we believe it, but do we try? I say that all the time. We believe stuff, but do we trust it? I believe this is a, a piano bench I'm sitting on, but do I trust that it's going to hold me? There's a difference. We have to develop our trust in God. And it begins, I believe, and I will stand corrected by anyone, I believe our trust in God begins with our ultimate, unshakable, unmovable belief and faith that he loves us. I know God has got me because I know that he loves me. Will we have trouble? Yes. The book of John tells us in this life we will have trouble. But fear not, be of good courage. He has overcome this trouble. That's a good word, Pastor Yo. Thank you so much. Does anybody else have anything? They Can like I just do one more thing, Pastor T? Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Before I uh, go, I just uh, want, and I feel the leading of the Holy Spirit to decree, decree over everyone that is listening today. I decree over you that your faith is definitely unwavering. If yes. as going forward from day to day, there is no wavering in your faith, there's no wavering in your trust, and there you definitely know and feel from this day forward that God truly loves you. So I decree that over your life now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A line of demarcation has been. Amen. Hallelujah. No crossing back. There is no there, there. There is no there to go back to. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you, Lord. God, we just honor. Let's just worship God for a second here. Lord, I just thank you, God. I thank you that you are unmovable, unshakable, God, that you are everlasting from everlasting to everlasting. There was never not you, God. You have always been. You are the self existent God. There's none higher than you. There is no one higher than you. You have to bend down to come down to earth. That's how hard to, to the heavens. You have to come down just to get to the heavens. That's how high you are. So we exalt you today, Lord. We lift you up. We praise your name. We, we magnify you above all the earth, above all that's in the earth, every trial, every trauma, every trial. God, we we, we exalt your name above it all, above our fears, above, above our disbelief, our unbelief. We pray as the man played, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I thank you for each and every, every, every life represented on this call, each and every household represented, and every, every workplace that is represented on this call. Uh, God, we thank you. We thank you for the hearts of the people that said, today, I will not just do uh, uh, Saturday chores or be about my day, but I'm going to spend time in the presence of the Almighty God. I do encourage you, um, and I've said this on Sunday mornings, is that when you do log on to this call or the, the Wednesday night, 
or uh, Sunday morning or any other call that you may be involved with and any other ministries you may be involved with, come with two things. Come with expectation that you're going to meet God there. And how do I know you're going to meet him? You can expect it and know it's going to happen for sure because you brought him. Ha, huh, he's with you. Don't come in thinking, oh, I got to go and get me some Jesus. No, you bring him with you. We were talking about this on the call, Eris and Danielle and I, how people are, oh, I didn't go, I stopped going to that ministry because I stopped, get, I wasn't getting fed. I wasn't getting fed. Can you pick up a fork and feed yourself? If you're waiting till Wednesday, Saturday morning, or Sunday morning to get fed, you're going to starve to death. You better pick up that fork Monday, Monday through Monday and feed yourself. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to get off that soapbox, but that's what we were talking about. Any other comments, any other, anything else that the Lord is speaking to anybody? I know I'm looking at my sister Janetta. I know she's on the, on the upside of her recovery, but you always, God is, I always can see it in your eyes. What, what's the Lord saying to you, sister? I don't have anything right now. You sure? I'm sure. You will. Okay. <laughs> I <got> something. <laughs> Who's that? Tiara. Hey, Tiara. What you got, sis? Okay, so... Like during the prayer and stuff, basically what the Lord was showing me was like a like a tree, like a tree with fruit, and basically that He was shaking the tree mm. like violently, and that we were the fruit that was on the tree. And basically, instead of us wanting to fall, we're so busy trying to hold on. And He's saying like we're ready, the fruit is ripe, it's okay to fall, but we're sitting here trying to hold on to why He's shaking the tree. So um, basically, what I got from that was that we're the, we're ready. So we need to be able to fall. Be okay with trusting that you can fall to the ground. We're ready. So that's what I got. Woo, I love that. And you know, when you were saying that, what came to my mind is how when, when, when you are harvesting, doing a big harvest of fruit, okay, and that fruit, and you're shaking the, the branches and using the tools to get the fruit off the tree, there are nets that are laid. There are nets that to catch it. So it's not like we're going to fall to the ground. God, the safety net of our faith, our faith is, is, is like an invisible net of trust in God. So let go. Good word. Good word. Who else? Oh, I see you, Sister Julie. Can you okay. unmute? There you go. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, everyone. I um. Good word coming from two powerful pastors. Thank you so much. We're getting hit on both ends and I receive it all. I love the imagery of the ripe fruit on the tree. Thank you, Tiara. And um, my experience, I had a, well, I, I, I went to Joshua Tree. I took the kids to Joshua Tree and had um, such a, an incredible spiritual cleansing um, I always feel my best and I always feel closest to father when I'm just in the splendor of what he creates. And that is how God speaks to me. In the property that we were staying, um, there was an olive tree. And this olive tree uh, was full of fruit. I mean, it, I, I never, number one, I've never actually looked at an olive tree with my own eyes. I've seen pictures, but I had no idea um, that they were as grand and as as old as they are. And um, what I noticed about this tree is that um, 
none of the birds. There were so many olives on this tree, but as with all fruits and fruit trees, fruiting trees, we see how the birds just go crazy over these trees and none of the olives had been picked. There were no, no sign of, of avian activity getting their daily sustenance. And I thought, wow, that's something. And I saw very clearly there were some ripe olives on the tree. And I went, I knew they were ripe. These are Kalamata olives. And, and I got really excited because I thought, oh man, I, I've never tasted a fresh olive before. Let me go ahead <laughs> and try one. And so I pick an olive and I bite it. And it's bitter. I mean, bitter. Woo! And there's no denying that this fruit was ripe. I love how God speaks to me in natural lessons. We can be ripe, as Tierra was speaking of, but for an olive to be enjoyed, we need to be cured. There is a brine that, that, that whoever discovered that Whoever had the persistence to know this must be something we can eat. If God spared this fruit for us to enjoy that birds, even birds, squirrels, all of the, the nature's woodland creatures does not come and eat off of this tree. Something, it still needs a process before it's ready for consumption. We are all ripe. I know I'm ripe. I cannot give myself the luxury of saying, Lord, I want to know you because that's not true. I know who my father is. I know what he wants of me. I know what I'm supposed to do. But have I been cured? Have I allowed myself to sit and soak and marinate to the point where people can enjoy me? where people can actually eat me without recoiling, where I can give sustenance and nourishment in a way that is not of me, of how I came off of that tree, because my natural self is not good enough. I have to be soaked in the spirit. We have to soak ourselves in the spirit. And some of us, of course, are a little further along in our brain <laughs> process than others. I love watching, witnessing. If you guys can just indulge me for a moment for me to come on this call and hear my daughter Praying, praying in such a way. How do I know the seeds that I've planted? This, I can't take credit for that. This is the fellowship that has watered and nurtured my daughter to the point where she can pray in such a way that I know as an adult, she gave me pause. Amen. We all have to choose. The thing is, she can't jump into my brining pits. She can't get in my mason jar. It is for me and me alone. The fruits of my spirit need to be in that jar. And we each have our own accountability for that. And it is going to be evident. So I'm not saying that everyone is an olive. But I'm sure that for those who understand and have studied the theology, there's great symbolism in olive trees biblically. And I wonder, it struck me, that was a epiphany and a revelation in the wonder of, is this the reason why? Because unlike the fig tree, unlike the vines and the grapes, the olive tree is untouched. 
by any of the creatures. And they grow so abundantly. And mind you, in the desert. Because we don't know, I don't know what reservoir of water and nourishment that that tree is equipped from the time that God planted its, planned its creation, that it would be equipped to draw water out of the soil that is desolate and still produce so many fruits. I pray that's me. And further, I pray that I don't get so caught up in myself that I think because I'm ripe, look at me, obviously I'm ripe. I'm nice and purple and I'm soft. I got just the right amount of, look at me, I'm ripe, Lord. I'm ready. I've got this figured out. Is that not me? And in that little, how long did it take for me to pick that fruit? So confident, oh, I can reach one. Let me pull this olive down and enjoy a fresh Kalamata olive. And I mean, I was like, oh, what a humbling lesson. What a humbling lesson for me this week. And I just, I, 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 I received so much over this last two days. And I'm so, that just gratitude is just the beginning. I don't have the words. Um, but but what, what I received, but that, thank you, Tierra, because had you not said that, I was trying to think of how I could share what could, how could I express to you just even a fraction of what I received um, these last couple of days. And, and I think if I just have to put it in a nutshell, that is the most powerful and pertinent lesson of all. You know, that, that, um, that I need to soak. I need to soak. I'm ripe, but God is curing me. He's curing all of us. And we need to make sure that we're in the right brine as well. Sink mm. on in, girl. Sink on in. <laughs> Sink on in and soak. I love it. I love that analogy. I love that. Yeah, amen. Well, anyone else have anything they want to share? We're going to prepare for Mr. Kevin. I see you, sir. Well, I, I was just sitting here and there's just a little saying that a lot of us know, but may not have thought about recently. And it's very simple, you know, and it's the God grant me the serenity, the peace of mind, the faith, the belief in you to accept the things that I can't change. We can't change what's going on in the world around us. So we have to accept it and keep peace and joy in our hearts. Give me the courage or the boldness boldness to accept the, I mean, to change the things that I can. There are things in our lives that we are in totally in control of. And we need to be able to make those changes when it has to do with God and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes because there are so many things that are going on that we are letting it be fearful in our lives, don't. There's things that are happening that we have no control, like I said earlier, don't worry about it. Because the bottom line is, in this world, our life is temporary, is what we're looking for later. An athlete will, and I've said this before, an athlete will grind himself into the, into the dirt for about 15 seconds of fame, or not necessarily fame, but to be the best he can be. 
and he doesn't care about what he went through, but if he doesn't make what he strove to get, then all that training was worthless. So if we believe in God, we trust in him, then we'll get to the finish line and we'll get there happily. And yes. we just need to remember that, keep that in mind. Yes. That's it. Yes, that's good. That's rich. That's yes. rich. Thank you for that. We're going to get there. Kim, I see you. Hi, Pastor T. Sorry, I was late. Um, it's just so rich, whether you get them for five minutes or five hours with you guys. I love you guys. Okay, how you're awesome. Um, so much fruit, so much wealth of what's been said, and I've literally not even been here long. Um, but it just confirmed a lot of what I've been hearing with um, the tree analogy. So I've been running in my neighborhood since COVID hit, maybe about a month or two after, maybe for about nine months. It took me a while to want to exercise again. But as I was running, I found a place where I'd look at this giant tree. It was massive and it was beautiful. And I'd sit there and halfway on my run, it's where I'd sit and sort of spend time with God and meditate. And that's where I got a lot of download for some of the work I was doing in, in my kingdom business. Uh, fast forward, uh, you know, eight months later, it's like, you know, last week, I think it was, um, I'm running again and I keep looking at this tree. It's like my favorite place to stop. And I stop and I see a small tree on my right. And on that tree is full of limes. So many limes, it's like, it's never been seen before. Cause you know, people always pick from the bottom. And I looked and I grabbed, I grabbed a lime off the tree and Holy Spirit was like, <laughs> you know, you've been looking at the big tree, but don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because what I am doing in kingdom businesses is I'm making the fruit obtainable for the people. People have to be able to reach you. And I said, oh, God, because you always think, you know, you're, you're small or, you know, you're not relevant or it's not, you know, you, 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 you despise the day at small beginnings. You're like, oh, I'm just this, I'm just that. But the Lord was ministering to me in the sense where the small was important and the small is what is needed because it needs to be able to be reachable and obtainable for the people who need to eat from it. So that, that, that really, really blessed me. Um, and it's just been an ongoing thing about trees. And then as I ran down the hill, it's like, it just never stopped. There was a giant orange tree, which I knew was there. And all the fruit at the bottom was green and all the fruit at the top was rotten because people couldn't reach the fruit at the top. So it will rot and go bad because the people that need the nourishment of what we're providing are not going to be able to get it. So therefore God needs us in this season with our kingdom businesses, with our ministry, with, you know, just being, you know, people of God, we need to be reachable and the fruit that we are getting from the fruit of the spirit, people need to be able to get our fruit. So I just wanted to share that because it really blessed me. Cause I always think, oh, you know, I don't know anything. And, you know, and he's showing me that, that that's what he's going to use. Cause that's how you'll get glory. Amen. And also with, if I can put a little addendum to that, also with our families, with our families, some of us have kind of retreated and into, you know, well, my family knows, you know, that I'm a Christian or I'm a believer or I'm a disciple of Christ. And, you know, they've expressed that they're not interested. You have those family members that are not interested, but I'm feeling, I'm sensing in this moment to say that this is our time to once again, become that low hanging fruit for them to remind them, Hey, by the way, um, I know a better way. I know the way to eternal life. Can I show you? Can I share it with you? It may not be as blunt as that or as open as that, but uh, 
I just feel like to remind us that we have to be visible. We have to be able to be not only be the low hanging fruit, but be what they can see, that they can reach God, that he is attainable, that he is attainable. Um, and we may be the, be the road into that. Um, I want to get prepared. Uh, Diane, I'm going to go to you, but, and then we're going to prepare for, um, we're going to prepare for our communion. Okay, just a very quick one. Um, just, it just occurred to me when everybody was talking about, um, you know, getting, hearing from God and in, in these images of fruit and nature. Um, I've got a, I've, I've not really been into gardening at all, so I'm very brand new to it, but in the last year and a bit I've created um, an area in my garden for cut flowers because I love fl fresh flowers and I was told that I didn't even know this till about a year ago this is how much I didn't know about flowers or anything but that the more you cut the more some of them come back and I've had this this summer's been amazing because I've been able to I'm still doing it now just cutting away just chopping armfuls of flowers and being able to give them to my neighbours and you know, my house is adorned with flowers and the more I cut, even, you know, they might, the patch might look as if it's dying, but as soon as I cut, the next day I come back, it's just like this abundance of beauty and strength and gorgeousness. And it just occurred to me that um, it's a bit like how I think God wants us to be, you know, he's the, he's the vine and we're the branches. And sometimes it can feel like people are pulling on you all the time. And if you're, giving out in your own strength then you're going to be depleted but if we're if we stay you know like grafted onto the main um vine the more that we're cut down you know the more that people we give or that people you know need to feed off us the more we get replenished because we're getting replenished by the father if we stay completely um you know aligned connected to him not you know not like some stray branch but something that's completely connected and the more that we are so you know I know for me sometimes I feel that I'm giving out but I have to remember when I get depleted it's because I'm doing it in my own strength and and you know it has to remind me to get realigned so that whatever so that I can be fed so that whatever's taken 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 in fact the more that I'm sort of chopped down if you like the more that I can be replenished and grow ever you know greater strength and um i just it was when ken was speaking particularly about um the dead fruit at the top it's just like it's unreachable it just reminded me that this lovely vision of you know the the, the more you're sort of i don't know cut down <laughs> the more you can grow the more you're pruned yeah the, it's uh, called pruning um sister bunny wilson did an amazing teaching years ago i think i still have it on on CD, if anybody still uses CDs, uh, somewhere called Prune to Bloom, that, that God does prune us. He does cut away um, what are called suckers, those things that are just sucking the life out of us. If we allow him, he'll prune those things away so that we can, we can grow stronger and be replenished and we'll, we'll yield more fruit when we allow God to prune us. Um, thank you for that, Diane. I want to just scroll through the chat real quick, just to make sure I have not missed anything. Um, 
Yes, and it was Hebrews 4. My apologies. Um, I, I probably was speaking really fast. <laughs> There's no Hebrews 14. Boy, Bible scholars be on it, man. Um, hunker down, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. So, just a lie. Okay. Okay. All right, great. Um, I'm going to ask, hello, Tunde, welcome. Um, I need a volunteer this morning to lead us in communion. Do I have a volunteer? Please raise your hand. Come on, guys. We have to grow up in here. Whose hand was that? I just saw one. Thank you, Pastor Shana. But I do want to say to the rest of us, listen, you don't have to be a minister you know, a, you know, called a minister because you are an ambassador, you are a minister, you are a leader in this in this ministry. And so when you're called on, um, unless the Lord has specifically, you know that you know you're not supposed to respond, but often it's just because you're timid or insecure about it. But this is a safe place to learn and to grow. Um, no one is judging. So in, in the future, when you get called on, whether it's to pray, whether it's to lead communion, whether it's whatever, to answer the question of the day, uh, we all benefit when we all participate. Amen. Somebody say amen, somebody. Mm -hmm. All righty, Pastor Shana. Okay. Only because this is really on my heart to say. Um, as everyone prepares themselves for uh, communion, in Luke 22 and 31, Jesus tells Peter, but he calls him Simon, Simon, his real name, that Satan has asked to specifically sift him as wheat. And Jesus knew the state of Peter's faith, but prayed that his own faith would not fail him. And there's some say it was prior to the last supper. Others say it was while they were on their way to Gethsemane. But the point is, Peter was considered same as Job and considered not by Satan, but considered by God. Like have God saying, have you considered So just know when we are taking communion, it is very serious. Repentant hearts, clear minds. If your, if your heart is not clear, if you have any animosity towards anyone, any, any confusion, the Bible says to leave the altar and go, take care of what you need to take care of and then return back to him. Because as we are taking this into our body, we are giving full reign of the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in our body. And if we are not cured, as my sister Julie said, there are parts of us that are going to come out bitter in the ministry that he has called us to do. Whether it's intentional or not, it's still going to come out. That's why we have an amazing God that transforms us from the inside out. And understand this, the enemy is considering all of us. Mm. 
Yes. He is asking God for permission to sift us. That's why some things seem a little bit harder for most people. That's why things that are coming up that you've possibly never dealt with before and or acknowledge it's coming up with a vengeance and you're like, what is going on? You are being considered. And none of us, none of us are above God's consideration to be challenged. None of us. Because Job did nothing wrong. But God knew the state of Job's faith. That regardless of what would happen, he would not turn away from him. Though Job did question, he never cursed God. Never. So please take that into consideration as we go into this. Prior to our Savior's amazing sacrifice, he took his disciples up to the room and he said that they were to do this in remembrance of him as he told them what was going to happen. He passed around the bread and he told them that this was representation of his body that was to be bruised and beaten for the remission of our sins. Let's take that bread and eat. Along with that, he passed around the wine. He said this was a representation of his blood that was to be spilled as payment for our sins. Let's take that and drink. Father God, we just thank you for your amazing sacrifice and your, oh, your amazing resurrection, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us day in and day out. We thank you, Lord, that you have sought for us to be considered. That means you think so highly of us that you would put us through things that we don't understand, but you do. You would have us experience things, our loved ones experience things that we don't understand. But the fact that you trust us to trust you is what we have to sit with and what we take in, Lord God, and what we are appreciative for because you are a king that is no respecter of persons, but you love us so much. We thank you for the revelations that you have brought. We thank you for the periods of time you have allowed us to see things that are not pleasing to you. I pray, Father God, for the courage and the wisdom to change, to be transformed as you transform from the inside out. May you continue to lead us from the inside out. We thank you, Lord God, for the calling that you have placed on every one of our lives. And even though we are different parts of the body, we have the same function to further the kingdom agenda. We thank you, Father, for the prayers that have gone forth, for our loved ones who have lost people, for us who have lost people, for us who, um, family members that are sick, Lord God, for the positions that the enemy is trying to orchestrate. Lord, may you give us that strength and that wisdom to know when we need to get on our knees and pray as a form of fighting, to get in the word and speak truth as a form of armor in the fighting, Lord God. We thank you that you are teaching us how to utilize your armor to further the kingdom agenda, starting with the bread and the blood that started it all. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And it is so. It is so. Well, family, um, we will say hello to our Pastor Alex, who's, who's tuning in and connecting. Good morning, Pastor Alex. You caught us, caught us as we're heading out the door, sir. Really? <laughs> you, you know how I roll, Pastor. Come on. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it. But it was not any less powerful. Is there any other comments, questions, concerns, uh, any other prayer requests before we dip out? Well, if all hearts and minds are clear. Pastor Tifa, this is David. Uh, hey, Minister David, how are you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to um encourage um uh, julie um that prayer um while you were praying i felt the presence of god in such a strong way and uh while you were julie uh, and while you were praying um i heard the holy spirit said he's raising up a remnant in your generation that are just like you. And that generation, you will lead in such an opposite way of the generations before you where it is not going to be predicated upon uh, prestige. Um, it won't have anything to do with education. And when I say education, meaning from seminary, um, and it won't have anything to do with the entourages or anything else that has created um, such a pompous as a lot of the gener our generation and the generation that even came before us. And you'll be able to stand right next to them. And you will, while you're speaking, and the other person is speaking and praying, you know, Father, we come to you like only we know and um, under the oracles and and just going through all of that <laughs> Christianese jargon. And when they finish, nothing will have happened. And then as soon as you open your mouth and were to say, Father, we just thank you. The rushing wind will come. The still small voice will come. The miracles will happen because of the sincerity of the heart. So many of these people that have uh, gathered such um, they've just gathered so many uh, things that they're relying on for their power, for their access to God. It is, um, it's lip service. And what you gave today was heart service. Yes. That was heart, all heart. And I, I guarantee you, the Holy Spirit came so strong and such an intimate way that I'd rather you lead prayer every time I'm in your presence than any of those other bishops and, you know, and apostles that's got all of those titles and have preached for everybody and have preached around the nations. I would rather you pray in their stead every time instead of them because you touched the heart of God and it pulled the curtain back 
and his revealed presence was with us. And so I just wanted to encourage you uh, for having such a sincerity in your prayer uh, to honor him with your heart service and not lip service. And to uh, Tiara, I would like to say also, your, your courage and the boldness to speak, it spread like wildfire in this uh, community. So I don't know if you ever get challenged when it comes to things like that, but obey in the challenge, because I'm telling you, you just having that obedience to share in that moment, it literally just lit everybody on fire and it confirmed what they were hearing and what they were seeing and they all began to share and it became synonymous that what God had given you, he had shared it with everyone else. Amen. Bless the Lord. So Jewel, that word just keeps getting confirmed and confirmed and confirmed about your role in the kingdom. You are a kingdom leader. You are a general in this army. And uh, I will follow you. I will follow you as you follow Christ because you definitely are not the next, Sonny. You are the now. You are the now. Did I see a hand? Was my imagination. Bless God. And, and Brother David, Minister David, thank you so much. Um, I just honor first all of the men that have spoken this morning. Thank you so much. Your voice is so, voices are so necessary um, in this house. And so thank you for that, my brother. Thank you, Mr. Kevin, uh, for sharing your heart. Um, okay, so I think that is it. All hearts and minds are clear. I see that prayer request that's been made privately. I see that and I will attend to that. Thank you. Um, so I will just say, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We, we, we honor, honor and treasure this time, Lord. We don't, as it was said, we don't take this time together lightly. We don't take the time in your presence lightly. It is a privilege and an honor to be before you, God, and to make our requests known to you, God, to come to you boldly before your throne of grace, to come confidently knowing that you are all-knowing, all-powerful, and that you are ever-present, and you will be a help in our time of trouble, God. You are a help in our time of trouble, God. We thank you for the answers and the manifestation of all of the answers uh, to the prayers that ever prayed today. And as we leave this place, um, I just thank you that you will stay with each and every one of us until we meet again. Keep us safe um, in our comings and goings, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for each and every life here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the KHOW Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.